Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So welcome everybody to Crypto News Alerts. In today's show, we're going to be discussing the top three reasons why Bitcoin hash rate continues to attain new all-time highs. And as they say, Bitcoin price follows the hash rate. And quoting uh, Haley Lennon here, new PayPal policy lets company pull $2,500 from users' accounts if they promote misinformation. Obviously, this story went viral and everybody is villainizing PayPal as they should because this is like Nazi-style programming uh, saying we're going to steal $2,500 from you if you promote misinformation, which they could coin anything misinformation. So ultimately, it's a free pass to steal money from you. So now they're coming out and saying, oops, we didn't mean to release that information. Well, guess what? It's too late. As Samson Mal shares here, PayPal can change their terms of service to seize your money for X reason. The next day, they can change it not to seize your money, which is what they say they did. You see the problem here, right? Bitcoin is the only money with any certainty. That, my friend, is a fact. And quoting Max Kaiser, Bitcoiners are one with Satoshi. The Satoshi is peace manifested in our world universally. The demonetization of war and hate. The monetization of love and faith. That's what it's all about. Also in today's show, billionaire Shamath P predicts one crypto sector will financialize every single asset referring to DeFi, quoting him here. All the leakage you have today goes away in a world of DeFi, decentralized finance, because you will financialize every single asset possible. You'll financialize your homes. You'll financialize your cars. You'll financialize your watches, your jewelry, your art. You'll financialize every random thing, including your career. Also in today's show, one Ethereum competitor, that is Solana, has very high chance of leading the next bull cycle, according to the macro guru, Raul Powell, quitting him here. I like Solana. Yes, I understand it keeps breaking. Yes, I also understand that everybody knows that there is uh, no informational edge in that whatsoever. Therefore, if it survives breaking and it's one of the largest crypto protocols and it has more activity than any other chain outside of Ethereum, then the likelihood that Solana participates well in the next up cycle is a very high one to me. Also in today's show, Ethereum fork ETHW is already down 86% from its all-time high. We're also going to be discussing a very bullish XRP price prediction of XRP potentially hitting $10 per coin by 2024, which is ultimately 20x from today's price. Also in today's show, here's what could trigger the next parabolic Bitcoin rally, according to quant analysts. That's right. I'll be breaking this down for you, as well as Bitcoin price to ignite parabolic rally to hit the six-figure level. Now, here's the kicker. Next year, in 2023, quitting Credible Crypto, I'm expecting at least $100,000, not $300,000 plus, likely somewhere around $150,000 this next year in 2023. I'll be breaking all this down for you, all this plus so much more 
in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. With that being said, let's dive right into the market watch. Welcome everyone just tuning in. This is JV, podcast episode number 1069 of the Crypto News Alerts pod 2.0, live in the flesh. And as you can see, Bitcoin trading just above $19,500 at the time of this recording. With that being shared, let's take a look at the overall crypto market. Let's pull up the charts right here. You can see Bitcoin up 0.2% for the day, maintaining just above 19,005. We have Ethereum up 0.11%, trading just above $1,300. We have Binance Coin correcting a down about a half a percent, but not too shabby considering there was just a $100 million hack a few days ago. XRP has been leading the pack more recently. It is up 1.5% for the day, trading just under 53 cents, which is a recent high for XRP, while Cardano and Dogecoin and ETC are all correcting it in the red. We got Solana, Polkadot, Avalanche all breaking out and in the green. And checking out the crypto market cap. Let's refresh to get the latest numbers. The market cap is currently sitting at $945 billion with almost $32 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, which means the volume is extremely low for the crypto market. The dominance is 39.6% for Bitcoin and the ETH dominance is 17.2%. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours, we have... Uh, stable coins leading the pack, such as DAI, which is not a good sign, means virtually most of the top cryptos are correcting it in the red. Then we have Uniswap barely in the green, not even worth mentioning, followed by Avalanche up less than 1%. And as we switch it, you can see lots, uh, okay, maybe that didn't work out properly. Well, this is not within the top 100, hence why we see gains even larger than that. But I digress. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week, you can see more leaning towards gains for the alts versus uh, losses, which is a good sign. We have Quant, which has been pumping like a mofo, up 16.3%. We have XRP up almost 16%. We have Casper up 22.3%. And Maker and Elrond both up over 17% along with CVX. And checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we are currently rated a 22 in extreme fear, the same as yesterday and last week and last month as we've been stuck in extreme fear for quite some time. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, extreme fear can be a sign. Investors are too worried. That can be a great buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So with that being said, let's dive right into some Bitcoin technical analysis and break this baby down as we do have a lot to cover. So here we go. The top three reasons why the Bitcoin hash rate continues to attain a new all-time high. Let's go. And if you're just joining us, be sure to smash that subscribe button, uh, hit the bell icon, turn on all notifications. I greatly appreciate it as it helps out tremendously with the YouTube algorithm. Now, throughout the month of October, Bitcoin's hash rate surged by 10.8% as it recorded new all-time highs on a daily basis, while the increase in hash rate ensures greater security for the Bitcoin network. Multitudes of factors contribute to the metric, which you can see here at an all-time high, which I love to see. Now, hash rate relates to the computing power required by Bitcoin miners – 
to mine a block. And as a result, a higher hash rate demands stronger mining rigs that can help miners mine a block and earn mining rewards. Now, as global markets recovered from the chip shortages this year of 2022, the prices of the graphics processing units known as GPU, a key component of mining rigs, came down to a reasonable value. Lower GPU prices initially helped miners offset their operational costs amid an ongoing bear market. As you can see here, the GPU pricing update as of September 2022. Now, in addition, mining rigs provide such as Bitmain brought down the prices of ant miners in a bid to bring crypto miners back into profit. However, do keep in mind the return of investment, as previously reported by Cointelegraph, can be around 11 months for large-scale miners and 15 months for retail miners. Bitcoin miners continue to take advantage of the falling mining rig prices to upgrade their equipment as they aim to remain competitive in the fierce competition in the in the sector. But moreover, major crypto firms such as Grayscale have also revealed plans to invest in Bitcoin mining hardware, which leads us to increasing crypto-friendly jurisdictions. Ever since China imposed a blanket ban on crypto trading and mining, other countries decided to help out the misplaced Chinese miners by providing a safe haven in their own jurisdictions. Countries including Kazakhstan, Canada, and Germany, among others, were among the first choices for Bitcoin miners when it came to relocating their mining operations. And as a result, Bitcoin mining became more decentralized as it grew less reliant on China, which you can see in this chart, it shows you who uh, the estimated absolute hash rate monthly average from different countries around the world. You can see mainland China in the yellow. You can see the United States in the red and Kazakhstan in the maroon. Now, however, data from Cambridge Center of Alternative Finance shows that China resumed its mining operations just three months after the ban was imposed. That's right, 90 days later, further contributing to the rise in Bitcoin's hash rate, which you can see here. Numbers don't lie. You can see all across the United States, uh, Georgia, huge, 30.8%. Texas, 11.2%. We got Kentucky, 10.9%. We got New York, 9.8%. And the other piece of the pie, 13.3%. Now, the merge, Ethereum's transition to a proof-of-stake, let's touch upon this. Ethereum recently transitioned to proof-of-stake, which we all know, following the merge upgrade. And as a result, Ethereum no longer supports the use of GPUs for mining operations. That's right. The sudden shift in mining mechanism naturally forced Ethereum miners to sell off their or repurpose their equipment towards mining Bitcoin. And despite the increased network security, the rising hash rate can become a cause for concern as miners' revenue terms in the U.S. dollar struggles to recover amid an on going bear market. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this story? And with the Bitcoin hash rate hitting a new all-time high, do you feel that the price will eventually follow? I mean, if history repeats, which it doesn't necessarily do, but if it rhymes, it's a good sign ultimately because the, the Bitcoin network has never been more secure. So I think this is a great at the end of the day. And for those of you just tuning in, let me know who you are in the comments and where you're from. I'm going to be reading out comments throughout today's live show. The coin father put 30% of Canadians plan to buy crypto by 2024, but I call it selling fiat. Exactly. William O'Leary says of all the plebs selling at a hundred thousand for their precious fiat will never allow the price to get to 150,000. And Sulman wrote after this bear rally of 400% bro in two years, I would love to see a 400% rally for the King crypto. I mean, that would absolutely absolutely set everything off and would be very exciting to witness, uh, to say the least. But with that being shared, now let's discuss the DeFi protocol and break this story down. 
Uh, billionaire Shamath P predicts one crypto sector will financialize every single asset in the world. Billionaire venture capitalist Shamath P says one sector will be responsible for monetizing all assets and putting them on the blockchain. In a new episode of the All In Pod, the social capital CEO predicts that people will eventually find a way to tokenize all of their assets and possessions in an effort to capture value. Imagine this, quoting him here, all the leakage you have today goes away in a world of DeFi because you will financialize every single asset possible. You'll financialize your homes. You'll financialize your cars. You'll financialize your watches, your jewelry, your art. You'll financialize every random thing, including your career. By monetizing it and financializing it, you can borrow against it. You can trade it. You can pull forward value into the future against it. And according to Shamath, users who put their assets on chain won't mind paying taxes because of the potential to generate outsized revenues, as he shares here, but it will all be tracked. As long as the government then says, listen, we're going to enable it all, but there needs to be an off-ramp to taxation, and that's pretty simple because a physical house exists in the physical world. You can't hide the existence of a physical house. I think that's what will create is a world where all of these assets that actually exist in the real world, it'll be fine that it exists and that people get taxed on it, but it'll be much more legitimate. And I think it'll be simpler. I think people will trade off incremental taxation for incremental monetization. Oh my God, monetizability, if you actually unlock the ability to focus on revenue versus expenses, you just wouldn't focus on as much on the taxation because you'd say, well, I can make so much more money. I think the billionaire has a great point and to watch this video he did entitled, you can be among the top 1%. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And massive shout out to Shamath P. Let me tell you why. He is a true Bitcoin OG. He bought like, Millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin when Bitcoin was only trading at a few bucks and had a massive come up. So when people talk about the future and what is happening, I just show much respect to those who have been in the game for a long time as a hodler and put their their money where their mouth is um, at the end of the day. But with that being shared, now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss uh, a Solana prediction, uh, which a lot of people are talking about. Solana, as you know, has been having a lot of outages as of recently, which is actually uh, quite interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people are very bearish on Solana right now, but the macro guru comes out and says he couldn't be more bullish. So here we go. Former Goldman Sachs executive Raul Powell says one particular ETH rival is likely to outshine the rest of the crypto markets next bull cycle. And a new AMA session, Real Vision founder, says that while Solana blockchain has had technical issues as of late, which I've been talking about, that doesn't negate the Ethereum rivals high sky activity on chain and network growth. Quoting the macro guru here, I like Solana. Yes, I understand it keeps breaking. Yes, I also understand that everybody knows that so there is no informational edge in that whatsoever. Therefore, if it survives breaking and it's one of the largest crypto protocols and it has more activity than any other chain outside of Ethereum, then the likelihood that Solana participates well in the next cycle is a very high one to me. So I like Solana. It's one for me. Let me know if you're currently bullish or bearish on Solana and how many of you are currently hodling Solana? Let me know in the comments below. Pal says that most asset classes are driven by the growth of central banks balance sheets. And when they expand, they tend to debase fiat currency, which we all know. The macro expert says that the only sectors that usually outperform currency debasement in real terms are crypto and technology stocks, which is why he remains long-term bullish on digital assets, quitting him here, which really 
interesting is when you divide everything by the central bank balance sheet, what outperforms the debasement of fiat currencies? Only two things in the world. The two things are cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and Ethereum. Take that, Peter Schiff, and tech stocks. Because they are both secular trends in technology, nothing else outperforms the Fed balance sheet. So even real estate is pretty much sideways. It does its job. You maintain wealth, but you do not make wealth. And to watch this video, the macro guru did entitled Ask Me Anything Live with Raul Pal. Be sure to check the show notes below the video in the description. And what are your thoughts surrounding what he has to share regarding Solana? Do you feel that this could potentially be one of the biggest gainers for the next bull run? Or do you think this is a pipe dream and with all of the technical difficulties we've been experiencing with the Solana blockchain and all the numerous outages that this is not likely to pump as well as uh, Raul was predicting? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now let's discuss the Ethereum fork uh, fork as wrapped Ethereum has dropped literally 85% since the merger. So let's break this baby down. Yeah, let's do it. This is coming from Decrypt. It's been a rough start for the Ethereum proof-of-work fork ETHW. The price of the coin is down 31% for the week and a remarkable 86% from its all-time high of $58 on September 3rd, according to CoinGecko, after the Ethereum blockchain did away with mining and completed its long-anticipated transition to proof-of-stake in mid-September. Miners launched a competing fork called Ethereum proof of work as a way to continue their mining operations. Mining is the process of which blocks and transactions are added to the public blockchain and then verified. Miners sustain the audit of the blockchain network that supports the crypto and when miners complete a block, they are rewarded with the cryptocurrency. Now the hype around the Ethereum merge, which finalized the network's move to a proof of stake, pushed the price of Ethereum related coins higher, including the native crypto of the OG blockchain, Ethereum Classic, but the crypto bear market has been brutal to say the least and most of these gains have already been wiped off the table. Ethereum itself is currently trading around $1,300, down roughly 15% of its price from the day of the merge. And Ethereum's proof of work first month of life has been bumpy. And if it's any indication of the future, former Ethereum miners may need to look elsewhere for their profits. ETHW began trading on exchanges as an IOU token prior to its network launching, and it enjoyed some early, though ultimate, short-lived enthusiasm. Besides the price of its native crypto tanking, Ethereum proof of work also suffered technical issues that caused problems with its launch. And shortly after the network went live on September 15th, blockchain detectives discovered that the ETH proof of work developers had chosen a chain ID that was already in use. Now, chain IDs act as an identifier on a specific network and help blockchains confirm the identity of on-chain assets. A few days later, cyber criminals made off with 200 ETH wrapped after the network suffered an attack, targeting an exploit in the Omni Bridge on the Ethereum Proof-of-Work network that allowed the hackers to send the first 200 wrapped ETH and then ETH W. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding Ethereum wrapped and continuing with uh, the proof of stake? Do you think this will continue to be ultimately devalued as the future of ETH is obviously staking? What are your thoughts surrounding the future Ethereum price now that we have successfully completed the merge? Do you feel that Ethereum will likely continue to outpace the King Crypto for this next bull run as it has been doing the previous two cycles? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now let's discuss a $10 potential XRP price prediction, which is actually uh, pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, so could you imagine XRP price climbing 20x within the next couple of years? Well, some analysts are very bullish on this cryptocurrency considering they have been stuck in a lawsuit with the SEC since 
2020. So as XRP continues to be the favorite for investors and continues to be amongst the most traded coins by volume, even though the volume in the last 24 hours was down compared to the 20 hours before, XRP trails only Bitcoin and Ethereum and three of the largest stable coins in the world with a $1.7 billion volume. Now, in short-term prospects, we can see the coin go to 60 to 70 cents. A lot of people are saying, as everyone in the crypto space knows, XRP parents' company Ripple has been locked in a new, uh, near two-year battle with the U.S. SEC, which has been crazy to say the least. So unfortunately, the XRP price has been suppressed while the rest of the market back in 2020 experienced the bull run. As in 2021, we witnessed the all-time high and XRP didn't get to participate in that. So despite the long court case, XRP has remained the top 10 coin. That's even with the SEC claiming that this can be a security and forcing all the exchanges in the United States to remove it. So this is interesting. Now, a win in court would not only trigger mass adoption, but mass investments into XRP. As right now, people in the United States can't even legally purchase XRP unless you do it from a random offshore uh, exchange, which might not even be 100% legit. So if XRP investors in the United States can start accumulating and buying XRP again, we can see the coin go parabolic and likely beat its January 2018 all-time high of $3.84. So do you keep that in mind? I believe that was the height in 2017 when Bitcoin hit around 20,000 uh, in December. Uh, XRP went on to climb to $3.84. And it's crazy to see it <laughs> when it was trading below 20 cents and so forth. So the million dollar question becomes, will Ripple win the SEC court case? Because obviously if the SEC wins and they declare XRP a security, that's not good. And, and XRP can obviously crash and remain suppressed. However, to the contrary, many analysts are saying XRP is likely to win. And if they do win, then XRP can likely return to an all-time high and continue to break out. So let's break this down. At the end of September, a U.S. district judge, uh, Judge Torres, allowed Ripple to use comments made by former senior SEC employee William Hinman to be used in their case. And Hinman's comments made via email in 2018 while he was employed at the Corporation Finance Division Director. He allegedly described Ether as not a security, as like Bitcoin is sufficiently decentralized. The SEC previously objected to the documents being used, citing that they are irrelevant to the case as they were made by a former employee and did not necessarily represent the views of the entire organization. And additionally, they asserted attorney-client privilege that protects internal speech communications. The emails are con- cornerstones of Ripple's defense and critical evidence of their case to prove that XRP like ETH is not a security. However, it's interesting to point out since the ETH transition to a proof of stake from a proof of work, you now have the SEC head Gary Gensler saying that Ethereum is now a security because you can stake it. It is, I mean, we're dealing with snakes in the grass at the end of the day. The SEC, shady as hell. The judge allowing Ripple to use them was seen as a huge win for the crypto firm. And the case is also edging closer to the finish line. We're hoping to get a definitive answer before the end of this year. Uh, now, meaning a verdict could be reached almost at any time and almost certainly in the next 12 months. Could you imagine this going on for another 12 months? I think this is completely nonsense. In mid-September, Ripple and CEO Brad Garlinghouse also gave an interview to CNBC and he shared the following. You have to remember that 99.9% of XRP trading has nothing to do with Ripple and the company. So when you talk about, okay, XRP is a security, I go back to something I said years ago when they started. A security of what company? Who is the owner? I think it is very clear there is no investment contract. If you get past the investment contract, which I think is hard across the 
Howey test, you have to meet all three prongs. And in the case of the XRP case, you can't meet all three prongs for sure. And so we think that the judge will see that the law is very clear. We think that the facts are clear and that this is just a gross overreach of the SEC trying to wrest control of the uncertainty that has existed. Now, Garlinghouse added that the future court case would later come to be known as having to pass the ripple test, given this is the first of its kind and destined to be a landmark ruling on crypto regulation, quoting him here. I think the ripple test may be what we look at. In the future, there are a lot of facts and circumstances that can be unique. But for Ripple and what the SEC is trying to do, I do think it's just the SEC trying to overreach their statue. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this case with Ripple versus the X, uh, versus XRP slash Ripple? Who do you think is likely to win? And if XRP is notorious, do you feel that XRP has the potential to return to its all-time high of around $4 and potentially 20x from the current price of $0.50 cents and hit a $10 price tag? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now let's break down our funnel story of the day and discuss a $150,000 Bitcoin price, but for the kicker, next year in 2023. That's right. As many analysts and charts, including Stock the Flow, it shows the Bitcoin price rallying on up to six figures between 24 and 25. We have one analyst, Credible Crypto, who is predicting a $150,000 run up next year in 2023. So let's break this baby down. So yeah, let's dive uh, right in. So the bears are hovering over the crypto market, which we all know, keeping and suppressing the price under $20,000. Now, while the market is under bearish correction again, a well-known crypto analyst and trader predicts a bullish momentum next year. Analyst known as Credible informs his 338,000 Twitter followers over Twitter that Bitcoin will soon see an end to the bear market and begin a bull rally targeting a six-figure price level. As per the analyst, Bitcoin has not yet dropped towards 14,000, confirming the currency's moves toward the fifth wave targeting $100,000. Now, Credible Crypto, he uses Elliott Wave Theory for this, quoting him here. While we have gone lower than expected in terms of price, macro invalidation hasn't been hit 14,000. And time-wise, we're still right on track for our fifth wave. Despite what it may seem, time-wise, wave four correction is proportional to the third wave, just as wave two was to the first wave. So there you have it. Now, Credible is well known for his predictions based on Elliott Wave Theory, as I just pointed out, that predicts the currency's movement by tracking the crowd's psychology, mainly based on waves. And as per the theory, the first, third, and the fifth wave points towards an upswing, while the second and fourth indicate a bear market. So Bitcoin price to hit $15,000 first is what he points out. The chart displayed by Credible suggests Bitcoin might start its bull rally in October when the asset is likely to hit. 15,000. So he's saying that the current low of 17,500 is not likely. We're likely to dip further first. And let me read these tweets for you right here. So someone asked them, Cred, what is the target top for the fifth wave? I've been hearing not much more than the previous all-time high on the way to 120,000 plus. What determines this? In which Credible Crypto responded, momentum, which is why estimates must be within a range. It can vary. I'm expecting at least $100,000, not 300000 plus, likely somewhere around 150000 ish But we'll know more as PA develops and the move actually starts. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Credible Crypto. Next, the strategist claims that at the moment, this sentiment is the same as it was during the Novid crash of March of 2020. 
however, just after the crash, Bitcoin jumped nearly 20 times. Let's read these uh, these questions and answers here uh, from Credible. Someone asked them, what makes you think Bitcoin could actually pump so hard during this period of Earth? I am genuinely intrigued. It feels like people at this point are trying to prioritize not freezing in the winter. No, Incredible Crypto had a very awesome response. Heard almost exactly the same during the Novid crash in March. We went 20x. Soon after, he ain't kidding, as he shared in this chart on November 26th of 2021, back at 3,000 in the midst of the pandemic, when the narrative suggested a recovery was nowhere near. The charts, on the other hand, focus on the charts. They tell you all you need to know. Touche. I agree with Credible Crypto. I think anything is possible as far as Bitcoin price action, because no one can predict the future. So it's good to see, and it's always fun to see different predictions. And as Credible wraps up his analysis, he gives out a target for Bitcoin short-term rally, which is beyond 22,000. A major cause of this prediction is that the liquidity is accumulating towards the north. Quoting Credible Crypto, here on Crypto Twitter, more chop, more sweeps of our local lows. Liquidity continues to build to the upside, and inefficiency still looms. Most logical move is still up, in my opinion. Maybe we take June lows first, maybe we don't. Regardless, we are going to rip up to fill this void sooner or later. Send it. Let's freaking go. So what are your thoughts surrounding Credible Crypto's $150,000 Bitcoin price prediction in 2023 next year? Do you feel that this is a possibility? Do you feel it's impossible? What are your thoughts? And where do you feel will likely uh, cap out at for the year of 2023 as far as a high for the Bitcoin price? Let me know in the comments right down below. And now let's do some Q&A. And I'm going to address anything. You can literally ask me anything. So this is like an AMA session. I'm also going to be reading the top comments from uh, yesterday's um, episode as well. So go ahead and ask me anything right now. I'll start with the live chat and then we'll go on to uh, comments from yesterday's episode. And then I'll uh, finish the show with the big finish, which is my favorite segment. Uh, Nico, what's up, brother? Sukman says, what, what? Uh, 2014 lasts much, much higher, uh, but last 2018 did. Yeah, I predicted 15 to 12,000 Bitcoin sometime end of October and little after the U.S. midterm elections. I appreciate you sharing those insights. Coinfather, that's what's up. Bitbud says between 90 and 100,000. Is that for the year 2023 or is that for the year 2024? Let me know, uh, Bitbud. Tellin says XRP would have a MC of 12, a market cap of 12 and a half trillion to hit 10 bucks. Even $2 seems a little out of the picture, requiring a market cap of two and a half trillion. Thanks for your insights. Uh, Shottery says if the market maker can manipulate so long, people have need to have the mindset to Ave or to have to wait so long. Bitbud says, how's the food in Puerto Rico? Overall, so good. Uh, no complaints. <laughs> Sailing with the twins says lovely. Nico says, see if you can get Garrett Soloway on your show. Do some live uh, TA. I think that'd be awesome. I am going to have Santiment Analytics out on the show to do some live TA. I was recently on their show the other day. Next market top says Bitbud. That's what's up. I completely understand. So, yeah, let's uh, read some of the top uh, comments from yesterday's uh, episode. There's literally over 300 comments, so please do bear with me. I'm just going to read some of the ones that come to my mind and pop out right away. And also, I began including chapters in these live shows. So if you watch the replay, you can skip ahead to any chapter you choose, which just makes it more efficient for you to get around. So Peza wrote, you're doing a great job, JV. This channel is doing great for the second time live. It is just going to get better now like Bitcoin. Love it, mate. Greatly appreciate that continued support. We 
have Freddie Jones, JV, love the new format. I quit the news alerts. Unfortunately, I missed the live recording, but I know there'll be other opportunities. Let's go crypto fam. Hodl, I'm way more excited about this channel than the Bitcoin ATM. That's what's up, Peza. Greatly appreciate it. Also wrote, I like when the spammers say, let's discuss something profitable. That's like the whole point of this channel. That's right. So if anyone ever messages you pretending to be me, they'll use my picture and my name and pretend to be me and try to get you on Telegram to send you some crypto. Never do it. I will never private message anyone whatsoever. I'm too busy. I live a busy life. Uh, so I'm not just desperately reaching out to people. I will never ask another human being to send me crypto. So no, it's not me. If anyone from Crypto News Alerts is pretending to be Crypto News Alerts to send you crypto, just no, never do it. Tomorrow I'll be here live. That's what's up. Loving version 2.0, getting ready for the Bitcoin launch. That's what's up. And the comments are just... Uh, Continue. I'm going to read one more. Selling what twins wrote. Hey, JV. Hope you're well, bro. Always good to see you. What are your thoughts on Matic? It seems detached from Bitcoin. Also take on Luna if possible. One love fam. Okay. Let's discuss Matic, uh, real briefly here. I think, uh, Matic slash Polygon is a great layer two scaling solution for Ethereum. I think Ethereum is a great crypto, but at the end of the day, mass problem is scaling. Uh, even with the new merge, uh, the Ethereum prices to send a transaction are still outrageous. So I think Matic is bullish. Main cause is its use case. It makes sending transactions with Ethereum uh, effortless and almost uh, free, kind of like how the, the Bitcoin Lightning Network does for the Bitcoin blockchain. It's like that's what Matic Polygon can potentially do for Ethereum. So long term, I am bullish on Ethereum slash uh, uh, Ethereum Polygon and Matic, just FYI. Um, regarding Luna Classic, I'll be honest with you. I know nothing about it, but the fact it's a Ponzi and a scheme, so I wouldn't ever invest into something like that. Um, I never invested into Luna or Terra or USDT, and I'm grateful that I didn't. And I, I'm not an expert in that crypto. I don't spend a lot of time focusing on things that I, I tend to have a gut feeling that they're just a scam or a scheme. And uh, I try to stay focused on the cryptos with the best use cases, the top cryptos uh, with the biggest market caps that are likely to be here for the long haul. That's why I commonly cover you know, Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, XRP. It has a large market cap, right? And even through all the shenanigans since the lawsuit with the SEC for the past two years, it's still a top 10 crypto. So you know, why would I be covering it? I think Solana has a lot of potential. And anything I, I discuss and dedicate time to on the channel, I find interesting enough. So... With that being shared, let's go on uh, to the big finish and wrap up here for uh, today's uh, show. Yeah, big finish time, baby. Here we go. So now here's what we covered in today's show. We discussed uh, top three reasons why Bitcoin hash rate continues to attain new all-time highs. We did some uh, technical uh, analysis. We also discussed billionaire Shamath P, a true Bitcoin OG, predicting one crypto sector will financialize every single asset, and he's referring to decentralized finance. We also discussed one Ethereum competitor has a very high chance of leading the next bull cycle, and that is Solana, according to macro guru Raul Powell. We also discussed Ethereum fork already down 86% from its all-time high, and we discussed the potential with Ethereum and the merge. We also discussed a potential $10 XRP price prediction for the next bull run in 2024, which is ultimately a prediction of 20x from the current price of around 50 cents. And we also discussed what could trigger the next parabolic rally, uh, potentially to six figures, according to Credible Crypto, who is predicting a six-figure Bitcoin price in 2023. In fact, he says 150 50,000 is most likely next year. And of course, we took a look at the overall crypto market. With that being said, I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Peace.